Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. It all started with a tweet. Of a trope. Of a trope. So we're going to start this episode today talking about a tweet that we sent out in the late of the night. Is that even how you say that? The eve. The eve. Of the night. The eve no. of the night. The late of the night. I don't even know. We sent it out late one night. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> and it was about, it was just a simple question that said, favorite trope, go. That's all it said. And the answers that we got were phenomenal. We had over 200 responses. That's insane. And I'm sorry, but we're on your shelf. Are you exaggerating? No. We had we we had over two hundred responses. That's insane. I'll we say ha- it again. It's insane. Yes, because what happened was a lot of people were liking the post. We had forty likes and one retweet, but one retweet turned into Ooh. several retweet with comments. So that's how people were answering us. They were retweeting the comment or they were commenting on the retweet. Nuts. So that's where a lot of the the interactions went. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is we want to read some of these off because we I think that's phenomenal that we had so many. But we also want to talk about our favorite tropes. Yeah. In the book world. And we want to define a trope and we want to hear your thoughts after this. So let's begin. Yes. So on Twitter we got answers from lots of different people from all different types of genres. We had several that really liked this whole two-person, one-bed thing. And I think that's a romance trope. Definitely. So it's basically, to, to kind of summarize that, it's when there are two people that are unfamiliar with each other, whether they're enemies or they're just random strangers, and they end up staying somewhere mm-hmm. that only has one bed. Mm-hmm. I've seen this done in Christmas movies. Oh, all the time. All the time. So a lot of people love the two bed one or two person one bed trope. Yeah, if there was two beds, there'd be no problem. <laughs> no, there'd be, be no problem. Be no story. Yeah. What do you think about that? Two person one bed. It's an interesting trope. I feel like it's more of like a kink. Yes. Than a trope. Lots of kinky people like our show, which we love. We we definitely love, but where were you when we had After Dark? Where were you when we had Audio Shelf After Dark? You can find it on iTunes. You can Yes, you can still find it on our website and then wherever you find your podcasts. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good one. And a lot of other people chose best friends to lovers or mm-hmm. enemies to lovers. Mm. What do you yeah, think about that's that? That's a popular one, and I I feel like that's one where we see it a million miles away. That's also a lot in Christmas movies as well, Mm -hmm. where like, oh, Candace Cameron Bure is going to a snow resort, resort, and she has to combat with the person who's going to be selling this snow resort that she has had in her family since she was a child. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they fall in love with each other and it's a whole thing. Yeah. And then they get married on the ski resort a week later. And, you know. Yeah. So uh, shall I keep going? Yes, you shall. We also have one that's love triangles and fake dating. So there's a love triangle, which is like in every single YA yes. book in the early 2000s. In the history of all YA books, there's always a love triangle. Yes. And I love how YA books are trying to veer from that now. Yeah. Even with Bridget's 
A Curse So Dark and Lonely, there wasn't really a, there was a subtle love triangle, but it wasn't defined. Yeah, it wasn't concrete. And it mostly did feel like there was just a friendship there. Yes, yes. And I, and even with uh, Before the Broken Star, there was no love triangle at all. It's yeah. just, it was kind of more of a en- en- enemies to to lovers kind of situation. I mean, it was really, mu- it was pretty much... Uh... You come onto the island, you get married, and that's your person. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she got married right off the bat in that book. But do you love fake dating, though? I do. <laughs> I love a good fake dating trope. I love a good fake date because you know they're going to fall in love with each other. You know, the the epitome of a fake dating yeah. YA book is um, to all the boys I loved before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it's classic. And there's also like so many movies that have the fake dating trope. Mm-hmm. It's just a classic. It's a staple. If you try to change it or make it go away, it's just going to come back stronger than you are. Mm-hmm. So don't even try. Yep, don't even try. Fake dating is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I also loved how some people responded in quotes to us, uh, basically saying like what the characters like summarizing the characters' feelings in quotes. So let me give you an example because I don't think I'm explaining that right. No, you're not. But someone responded back. Um, it was at Miss Eight Bit. Um, she responded, "I'm in love with my best friend, but don't realize it until they find another person to be with that isn't me, and then I'm jealous. And oh my god, I love my best friend. Yeah, which girl? That sounds just like jealousy. Girl, that's jealousy. It sounds just like you know you're losing that." That intimacy that you had with your friend at one point, like in Kissing Booth. Yes. Where yes. the where the the guy friend in that one was not interested in his female friend at all. But when the female friend became interested in the in the brother, then he was like he was kind of acting territorial and picking fights with his brother, but he still didn't love his best friend. Exactly. It was still just like he just didn't want his brother to have her because it was weird for your which I hate that movie so much. Ugh. I don't care if you like that movie. Mm-hmm. People listening to this. It is a horribly acted movie. Oh, shade. What about Second Chance? Second Chance. Second Chances. I don't like Second Chances. I feel like that gives, I feel like that it perpetuates this theory that when somebody breaks up with another person, that Mm -hmm. they have the chance to get back together. And I think that even when people who don't understand how to take a fiction book and not apply it to their life like mm-hmm. this is not how my life is going to be even if you're in like an abusive relationship or anything like that it makes you feel like you have the chance to live a second chance kind of life yes so one thing about second chances i want to touch on is for some reason never been kissed keeps mm-hmm. popping into my head as a movie mm-hmm. and she had a second chance of going back into high school and reliving her high school experience. And so I get, I, I totally get what you're saying about the romance yeah. and the second chance. If it's done the first time, it's over. Like you shouldn't have to get back t- together with your high school boyfriend because, yeah. oh, he made a mistake. No, it's, if it's no. over, it's over. And usually those people are immature a-holes who yes, don't deserve a second exactly. chance. Exactly. But I, I think I like the second chances of more of like life chances where the yeah. individual, okay. I'm going to get this second chance uh, of doing this in my life. I can get on board with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Never been kissed. Whatever happened to the main actor in that? Drew, Not Drew Barrymore. Oh. Actor. The actor? Yeah. Oh, Michael Varton. Yeah. Never oh, happened to him. Sexy Michael Varton. Um, he was, I mean, he he does he nothing. 
Okay. Nothing. All right. He's so a nobody now. What's another trope? <laughs> Wait, I want to know what a trope is that you like. One that I like. Uh-huh. Of course, you know, I love a good student professor romance. Girl. Give me all of them. Yeah. Give me all of them. I love yeah. watching it. I love reading it. Mm-hmm. I just love, there's something about this like, oh, you want an A? All right. Well, how are you going to deserve it? That's called porn. Oh! or like you know this idea of this you know forbidden love right you know it's just it's hot it's hot yeah yeah another trope that i also love and this and this isn't even a storyline trope or whatever it's not a whole it's not a trope that's going to cover a whole book but it's the end of the movie or the end of the book where they leave it up to fate and, you know, they, they say, listen, at five or at 12 p.m., you're going to come kiss me. And that's going to be the what's going to show me how much you love me. And then we're going to do it in front of the whole entire world. And I love that. For instance, in Love, Simon. You love people kissing in front of the whole world? Well, no, showing their affection, showing that they love each other. At so, 5 p.m.? Yeah, at 12 p.m. <laughs> at 12, so, at 12, oh, I'm sorry. 12 at 12 a.m., you enjoy people coming across town. <laughs> yes. So examples would be Love, Simon, okay. the movie, and also Simon versus Homosopians agenda. At the end, Homosopians. He, <laughs> Homosopians. <laughs> Cups open. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at the end, they were like, <laughs> <laughs> Would you be a homosopian? I would. We, me and you Eddie are homosopians. So. Yeah. I think that's what our name should have been now. Oh my God. <laughs> homosopians. Homosopians. <laughs> At the end of the movie, he said, listen, I've put my whole life on the line out here and everyone knows who I am, but no one knows who you are. And so by 11 o'clock, the last uh, Ferris wheel trip, I need you to come sit with me on the Ferris wheel to show the world that you love me. And no one knows who Blue is. And then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, time runs out, 11.01, they're like, last ride. And then right before they close the gate, Blue's like, hey, it's me. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Blue. Oh my, that's Blue. That's that's him. And then he gets in the little thing, the little Ferris wheel. And they drive this, they, they ride the romantic Ferris wheel trip. And they're holding hands. And then they kiss in front of everyone. And everyone cheers. I love that. What bush do you think that Blue was hiding in? <laughs> Until he heard that Ferris wheel man go, last ride. <laughs> he's a prankster. And then he's just like, oh, wait, that's my cue. But again- Let me run to the thing, even though yeah. I could have probably met him at 1050 <laughs> and been just freaking fine. But I love that, though, that, that, that anticipation. And same thing with Never Been Kissed. That's exactly what happens at the end. And I know that I, I bring that up again. Yeah, it is. But that's ex- that, that, that feeling of like, oh, my God, he didn't show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, look, look over there. And he's like running down the, yeah. oh, my God. And it's just like, 
bro, if you would have just managed your time a little better, better. you could have been here <laughs> 10 minutes sooner. And he said, sorry, I'm late. Traffic. I'm like, oh. It's like, <laughs> did you not have MapQuest? Yes. Uh, Waze or something. <laughs> not in 1998. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my one of my favorite tropes. Something about it and just makes me happy. <laughs> so another one would be Oh no, I have fallen into a time warp or a portal. Guess I have to live here now. <laughs> that may be the most involved yes. trope I have ever heard. Yes, yes, yes. Same thing with like fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Love a good fish out of water mm-hmm. situation. Childhood friends turn to lovers. I love, so this is kind of a, a thriller trope, mm. but like when... um. Someone goes missing, like a, a sibling or something like that. They go missing and they're gone for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Mm. Nobody knows what happened to them at all. There's never any like resolution to their, their case or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, you find out that that person had actually been like either living down the street or involved in the same friend group or like working at the same job as another one of the people the entire time, but they had no idea about their identity Mm -hmm. either. And so it's like this like constant struggle. I'm reminded of this Netflix series that I watched called the five. Oh, it's a, Hmm. I think it's either a Canadian show. It's a BBC show. I'm pretty sure. And it, it has that same like premise. Hmm, that's exciting. Someone's missing for a long period of time, and then you find out, like, oh, actually, they have been here the whole time. And what about if they're missing for a long period of time, and you find out that they were the reason why they're missing? Yeah. Or like, they were the kidnappers who kidnapped themselves, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, yes. these people, like, go missing, and e- it can either be good or bad. It can be, like, a missing child storyline, mm-hmm. or it can be, like, a parent that ran away, and you think they're dead because this catastrophic event happened. Yeah. Um, there's another show called The Rain, which is a... Oh, I've heard of that. It's like a Swedish it's show. It's Swedish, De- De- Danish or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's in a different language. Um, we got through like half of it and then I just had I looked up the spoiler for it because I was just like... There were so many tropes within that giant big trope Yeah. that just kind of frustrated me. Mm. And so I, I couldn't really do it anymore. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where it was like, oh... um. One of the tropes that I hate is when someone um, gets rejected. It's usually a trope, like this is usually a trope where they fawn after somebody so much and then they get rejected and then they either like turn to violence Mm. or they turn to like self-destruction. Oh, Oh, kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know like, why they start drinking yes. and then something and then some tragedy hits. And mm-hmm. it, it's that's a trope that I'm just like, I don't know why people would enjoy that one. I don't know why either, but it's just another one that I thought of. Yeah. It's thinking like, of like thr- yeah. and stuff. it's like schadenfreude, like enjoying someone's like misfortune. Yeah. Mm. And I'm just like, no, I don't like that. Like, yeah. I didn't like it in the Royals when it happened oh, with uh, the final season or yes. whatever. Yes. It was like the brother became, becomes the king and the other brother doesn't like it. And so he goes on self-destructive behaviors. Yes, like, it's like, over, I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. I also love jumping to a fantasy. I love magic systems. 
Yes. Okay, that's another one that I love. Or like Schools of Magic. Yeah. Love a good Schools of Magic mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. Or like Band Magic, which yeah. is another big one where it's like you can't use this type of magic. Yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah, love magic. so good. I love when an author can build a world of magic that makes sense and doesn't have to be retconned. Mm-hmm. after the book has already been released yeah after all seven books have been released mm-hmm. and then like mm. four extra i love when an author just sticks to their guns and knows <laughs> what they were writing when they were writing it mm-hmm. or there was paper like pa- the paper magician yeah what a horrible i mean like you had such a great idea for a magic system yeah and it was so poorly put together and all because of the romance within it yeah. I mean, if that, that book seriously had not had that romance within mm-hmm. it, it would have been such a strong, powerful novel. But because they had to do the trope where the girl falls in love with the teacher, with the teacher, which is a, a, trope, yeah. a, a time where that trope does not work. Yes, I agree. It turned into something that was weak and just, uh, I don't know, uh, what is it called? Where you just kind of like phone it in? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just... Sloppy. Yeah, it was sloppy. That's a good mm-hmm. word for it. Yes. Um, I also love jumping back to mysteries and thrillers. Oh, what do you think oh. about the drunken woman or the the woman that's or the, the unreliable, unreliable narrator? narrator? Yes, I love me a good unreliable narrator. I love unreliable love narrators. Them. Oh my god, it's so good. It, I mean, it's just something that, like, even if you because it's something that's a surprise. Yes. You never really know if it's going to be an unreliable narrator until it gets to that unreliable part. Yes. Or so, if people ruin it for you. Yeah, that's very true. Ugh. But for the most part, those unreliable narrators are always a surprise and it's always a shock. Mm-hmm. And it's always, for the most part, the ones that we have read, well done. Yes. I mean, I think The Good Girl was one where it wasn't really... No. But then that wasn't even really an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. It was mainly a just stupid I th- girl. I think Gone Girl, and there's a lot of girl titles out there. There is. Gone Girl, when it first hit, when it, when it came out, I think people were flabbergasted. Yeah. Because it truly defined what an unreliable narrator was. Yeah. There was this woman throughout the whole book, you're like, I feel sorry for her. She is... A victim. She has this horrible douchey husband who's cheating on her. Yeah. She is on, you know, she's in danger. And all of a sudden, at the very end, it's like, oh, by the way, I'm the person that kidnapped myself. Yeah. So peace out, Girl Scout. Like, I'm taking over this world. Yes. And we're like, what? And people, I think people reading it were just so surprised. Yeah. And then the movie came out and I think... A lot of people loved it, but then that ruined the book experience mm-hmm. for a lot of people because they, they, it was ruined. It was, yeah. The story was ruined. I, I can say that I will not probably read the book mm-hmm. just because I, and I didn't even see the movie, but I read the spoiler for the movie. Yeah. Um, and so I know what the twist is, which takes away from the book. Yes. A lot. Yes. Um, so I probably will never listen to the book mm-hmm. for and that but, reason. Exactly. And that's how you know it was like a really, it was really well done because if spoilers ruin it or a movie yeah. ruin it, then you know that that book had some, some meat to it. Yes. Mm. Okay. When you said sloppy, it reminded me of this trope. 
which I absolutely 100% have lived for since the day I turned six years old. Oh, six years old. Six years old. The trope of twins Switching? trying to yes. get their counterpart adults that take care of them together. Oh, my God. It takes two. It takes two. Parent trap. Parent trap. All, all of the them. Parent- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say all the parent traps. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, my God. That is by far the strongest trope that ever has troped in its history of tropes. tropes. Like, you cannot get much more power out of you really can story like you can then having identical people just switching place and wreaking havoc on the lives of the people that they love but also trying to help them like a heart of gold a heart of gold with these it's, twins oh my god and and they don't even have to be real life twins they, they can be cgi how how do they how? do it? How do they do it? Okay, I remember seeing that Parent Trap thing with Lindsay Lohan. Yes. Like, I remember the Disney Channel oh, uh, behind the scenes original, thing. Original, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that was fascinating. But then, like, in It Takes Two, why did they look alike? Why? <laughs> they weren't born together. Wait, what? They weren't born together. No, like, like oh. in, in the story. Oh. In the story. <laughs> I was like, You're what? like, babe. I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, how strong is your margarita? I was like, her name isn't Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> it was Elizabeth Olsen the whole yes. time. There is no Mary Kate no. or Ashley. But they were not born. They were not born together. They How? were not born. And they never even explained it. They, they were never like, explained. The only, you, the only thing you got was the butler saying, oh, wow, this is strange. Wow. <laughs> Alyssa, this isn't you? It's <laughs> just like, wait, what? Yes. You're like, what is going on How here? How did they look alike if they were not born together? <laughs> Their parents must have been doing something. Something. Like something happened because maybe, oh, but, oh, but maybe when the, the food fighting and then the oh, jumping the, in the lake, the sloppy Joe, and the sloppy Joe, oh. and jumping in the lake and kissing in the lake is another one that is kissing like very lake. much. I don't know if it's a trope. Like, yeah, it has, it to, be has a trope. to be a trope. Little Mermaid, like, the just, Notebook. Like just get it wet. Yes, get it, <laughs> get it wet. <laughs> wet and wild. Wet and wild. But just like Ugh. kissing in a lake. It's a, and also like. I guess it's that like thing where, oh, you don't really know each other. You're kind of strangers because like Kirstie Alley. Oh, my God. Yes. They did not spend a lot of time together. But like like we said before, she has chemistry. She has chemistry with, with everyone. 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 John Travolta. Some. Oh, my God. John Travolta. And look who's talking. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, I mean. Steve Gutenberg. Not a lot of people have <laughs> have chemistry with Steve Nobody Gutenberg. Nobody has chemistry with him. But him in that horse riding white shirt oh my and God. then pants when he runs into and he's talking and she blows on his little cut on now, his face. I want to lick that snaggle to Steve oh, Gutenberg. Man. Oh, 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 girl. Stevie boy. Stevie boy. It is next level. But yes. like queen of tropes, Kirstie Alley. Yes. Also queen of chemistry. Like, queen of chemistry. We've already said this before. I think she would have chemistry with me. She would have chemistry with that Christmas wrapping that is on the wall behind you and the frozen egg box. Like, she, would, she would have chemistry with that Halloween decoration over there, the ghoul. And girl is Steve Goolenberg. 
girl can make a movie. Yes. It'll be the Tower of Terror 2. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, we should have a whole author spotlight on oh, Kirstie Alley. Alley, who named the author. Wait, she has a she has an audio audio biography. She has something. I'm literally dead. Uh, oh my god. Uh, oh, Kirstie Alley is the my favorite trope. Oh yes, she is it. Hundred percent. Oh my goodness. I don't I don't we don't obsess about her enough because when don't. it when it comes up, when we go crazy. Actress- do you remember? That, we were crazy. Rachel Harris. That's how I fell in love with Rachel Harris. <laughs> when she goes in the pool. <laughs> we talked about that in school for weeks. weeks. <laughs> like, that was our meme. That was, was a, that episode. Oh, what a great show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, anyway, are there any more tropes? Yeah, there are. There's a couple more that I want to talk, talk about. What yes. about the remove glasses and restyle your hair and you become drop dead gorgeous okay i want to say i hate that trope but i actually i actually secretly love I it i do it. <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> she's all that yes oh, i do it to myself whenever i put my contacts in and you know what i sent I, I sent a meme back or uh what is it called again i sent this a back gift? to them to the when they said it, it was just freddie prince jr's face is perfection yeah. He is the reason why I love and I have a kink for lip scars. <laughs> <laughs> is that your trope? Yes, I love lip scars. Oh my goodness. I can just sit in there and stare and watch him. I didn't realize long. he had a lip scar. Yeah, it's like right here. I have a lip scar. <sighs> really? Yeah. I love Covered lip scars. Cold... Li- <laughs> Calm down. Calm down, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's uh, and also eyebrow scars. Love a good eyebrow scar. Because you know it was a piercing that got ripped out. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I love <laughs> it so much. Uh, what about this? What about it? Found families. Okay. See, I always no shade against my mom because I love my mom. Mm-hmm. I always have wanted to be adopted so I could find my family and bond with them over like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's like, oh, what? I'm adopted? Knowing my luck, that entire second family would be garbage. Yes. It it really would. They'd be like, like, oh my God, I don't want to say it because it's so close to home. I I gave you up for a reason. Yes. They would be like white trash. Oh, yeah. Like in a trailer trailer park Mm -hmm. saying, oh, you... You go get the chicken because we're going to kill it before take the eggs. Yeah, plastic slides in their front yard. Yes, plastic yep. slides. Yep, Fisher Price. <laughs> and not even Fisher Price. It's P.H. <laughs> Isher Price. I don't even know where you get those things now that Terza Ross is out. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, stock. I mean, so, so that's about... <laughs> <laughs> so that's about the main ones that we had. I mean, obviously, we had so many more. A weird one that we had was from. Oh, please give us the weird one. Our our Marple. I don't even know who that is, but he said a bunch of thugs start handling the quiet stranger in the corner. It must be the last mistake they ever make. What the? <laughs> what is that, Richard? What, what? Richard? What? What is that? What can I answer? What answer is that? Thugs in a in a, in a creepy alley handling someone. 
my glasses are fogging up because I'm breathing so weird right I now. I did notice that. <laughs> what? <sighs> what does that even mean? I don't even understand. Like, is he it. hoping that like the person that the the bad people were ganging up on is like a superhero or something, like Jessica Jones type of deal? Oh, maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm hoping because the other one, the other alternative is weird. Because I yeah, think he likes like a little handling, bit of handling. I mean, that's a kink. That's an after dark. Yes. Ugh. Anyway, we, handling so, the person in the corner. Yes. No means no, Richard. Yes, consent is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the list of tropes that we got. We got so many more. Yes. Even Emily Carpenter sent one, and she said, "I love a good." Something creepy in the woods is going on back there. Oh. And I was like, yeah, it's called a couple's retreat, hunty. <laughs> and she said, yes. I hate that trope. <laughs> like, and not because of any sort of like actual, like, it's done too much or anything. Like, it's creepy. It's creepy. And when we went away for your birthday weekend. Oh. Ghost. Ghost. Is all I kept mm. thinking about at night. I could not sleep. Creepy houses. Creepy houses. Creepy floors. No. Mm. No, 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 no. I hate, 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 hate that. Empty drinks. Empty drinks. We still have a whole lime garnish. Oh. I just had some of that lime. Ghost. So, yes, we had so many trope answers and we didn't know what to do with them all. Nope. So thank you so much for the 200 people that have responded and, and reached out and answered our question about tropes. We obviously couldn't go over all of them. So if you have some that you want to throw out there and respond to, please do so. Yeah. And you can find us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me, Facebook at Audio Shelf, and Instagram at Audio Shelf underscore podcast in order to submit your answers to our favorite trope question. And I think that we need to do more of these questions at the beginning of the week and talk about them when it comes time for Audio Shelf Talks. Yes, I agree. Because those people put some good stuff down. They did. They did. And I wonder what our next question should be. I don't know. We got to think about it. So until then. No. Nope. And if you want to see us on video every Wednesday, you can subscribe to us on our booktube, which is going to YouTube and searching in the search bar for Audio Shelf. We should pop right up. You'll see our little logo with our orange little headphones, the real cute looking stuff. And if you also want to become a patron of ours to help our channel grow, you can sign up on our Patreon, which is in our link tree and all of our descriptions on our social medias. And you can donate a dollar or even if you don't have a dollar to donate right now, just continually listening and interacting with us is all that we require. It's perfect and we love you for it. So until next time, y'all. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new podcast episodes every Monday and Thursday and YouTube reviews every Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. Oh. You said five minutes, oh,